Good afternoon, one and all, and welcome to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, a conversation about men at home, at work, and at play, with your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Every week, Doug is joined by fascinating guests who tell their own authentic stories and explore all that it means to be a man. To join in the conversation, call 1-888-321-RADIO. That's 1-888-321-7234. And now, here's your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, moms and dads, boys and girls, for tuning in today to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. This is a conversation. There's two men in the studio, so that must be what's happening today. It is a one-man acapella comedy jam as comedian Ron Feingold rejoins me. He returns, and he's live this time in advance of his upcoming uh, three-night run at Looney's Comedy Corner in Colorado Springs. So I'm excited to have Ron in the studio. If you hear uh, random looping sounds at any point, that must just be him uh, giving me some background. And uh, you want to let people know that Ron Feingold is in the the studio today because um, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. So uh, send people an email and let them know uh, that, that they can tune and point their browser to castlerockradio.com just as you have done and hear the one-man acapella comedy jam today. Or send them a quick text with that URL in it and let them know that uh, Ron is coming on and they should tune in. Or maybe you can follow me as you may already be uh, on Twitter, at Doug Gertner. We've been tweeting out about that and the fact that uh, Jamie Utt is going to join us for uh, a brief discussion before we get into the part with Ron. You can also like me on Facebook at The Grateful Dads or be my friend at my Doug Gertner page. All that is happening on uh, The Grateful Dad Radio Hour today. You can also uh, check out past shows on the archives. Virtually everything else is up there, and so you can hear recent shows. Next week, Dr. Bill Ryan is my guest in an encore uh, broadcast, Working from the Heart, his unique approach to helping others. And we're back live on August 5th. Uh, Rabbi Brant Rosen rejoins me uh, for a continued discussion about wrestling with the Holy Land. You may recall Rabbi Brant is not only a, a pulpit rabbi, Rabbi, but also an activist, author, and poet, and uh, he's been critical of the treatment of Palestinians, and that's uh, the discussion that we will probably take up uh, on August 5th here on CastleRockRadio.com. August 12th, Sam Sappington joins me for The Real War Within, talking about his psychological work with returning uh, veterans, mostly men, returning uh, home with post-traumatic stress disorder. So uh, I always uh, like to begin the show with what I call my moment of gratitude, It reminds me that I have so much to be grateful for. Every day I use my Grateful Dad's Journal of Gratitude to record what I'm grateful for. And um, this week, a mere 36 hours after a verdict in the George Zimmerman murder trial, rather than lighten up uh, for a change since we're going to have a lot of fun after the break, I'm going to actually pause and offer my moment of gratitude for justice. I'm just so grateful to live in the United States of America with what passes for a representative democracy and a free, fair, and impartial judicial system. And I'm also grateful for the decent, uh, the dissent is what I really mean, and the activism in service to social justice that tries to keep our justice system honest. 
The verdict came down. It's what the people said. And with gratitude, I acknowledge that a man named Jamie Ed, who's an activist, an educator, a speaker, a consultant, a blogger, um, he's clearly inspired my own son, Jordy, because he was uh, Jordy's teacher last fall. And he's here with us today to briefly discuss his perspectives on the death of Trayvon Martin and the verdict in that trial. So um, welcome, Jamie Ut to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Doug. Jamie, I know we only have a few minutes and I appreciate you calling in. I've just, you know, I've been following your blog and I want you to mention where, where can people follow your blog? Um, you can follow my blog at changefromwithin.org. Changefromwithin.org is your uh, blog, and we'll get you on the show for a full hour in the weeks ahead. But you've been blogging about social justice justice issues related to the death of Trayvon Martin since that tragic event. And your blog post on the day that the jury was selected to hear the case of George Zimmerman was titled, are you ready for this, folks? Why George Zimmerman's almost all white jury matters and might lead to acquittal. It was, it was prescient that, that you already had a sense because late on Saturday night, the jury actually did that finding the defendant, not guilty of both second degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. Jamie, just in the few minutes we have, what attracted you to the case initially? What made you so sure that Zimmerman would walk and where does this jury decision leave you and others who are willing to acknowledge the clearly racial aspects and social justice issues of the case? Well, you know, when I'm thinking about what attracted me to the, to the case initially, unfortunately, the sad reality is that this case is about far more than Trayvon Martin and the death of, of a young man. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's really reflective of a wider problem rooted in a white supremacist ideology in this country that subtly and not so subtly, labels uh, people of color, but particularly black men, as other and as dangerous and, and creates a mindset that makes people fearful of difference and fearful of other people. You know, I wrote a, a post um, shortly after George Zimmerman was arrested that was titled, I am George Zimmerman, because it was uh, in response to me seeing a lot of people posting, I am Trayvon Martin. And I realized, you know, I'm, I'm not Trayvon Martin. I'm far more likely, considering the upbringing that I have as a white person in white ideology in the United States, to make a judgment that is fearful of a young black man, the same way that George Zimmerman did when he decided to get out of his car and follow Trayvon Martin, um, despite the fact that the police had told him not to do so. So there's this problem of this wider ideology that tells us to fear black men. And, and you know, I, I hoped it wouldn't happen. I hoped that, uh, that George wouldn't be acquitted. But I had a strong pessimism about this trial that's based in the statistical reality of cases like this. I mean, first of all, you know, there was a recent study from Duke University that found that all or mostly all white juries are far more likely to convict black defendants of committing violent crimes than they are to convict white defendants of those exact same crimes. And it's interesting because that study was done in Florida where this case was tried. And um, they also found that the sentences of white defendants who are convicted of those violent crimes are far lighter than they are for black defendants. And, you know, George Zimmerman's identity is complex. You know, like some people like to say, oh, well, he's Hispanic and this and that. But the point is that he passes as white. He was raised within a family that, from, from everything I've read, espouses white ideology. And he's identified as white for the vast majority of his life. And then it's, it's also notable that... Um, Recently, PBS Frontline highlighted a study that found 
that in non-stand-your-ground states, whites are 250% more likely to be found justified in killing a black person than a white person who kills another white person. In, in non-stand-your-ground states, states where they don't states. have a provision that says, hey, if you feel threatened, feel free to pull your concealed weapon. Yeah, exactly. So in non-stand-your-ground states, your white people are 250% more likely to be found justified. But then if you look at stand-your-ground states, yeah. that number jumps to 354%. Wow. So the odds were, were just that Frankly, George Zimmerman was going to be acquitted, which terrified me, but it's the reality. And now, as you as you post in your blog, changefromwithin.org, no justice, no peace, no justice in the case of Trayvon Martin. Where do people take this fear and this anger, and, and where do you see this playing out? I mean, you effectively... Predicted, knowing what you know from the research, knowing what you know from your work as a social justice activist, as a consultant and speaker, your observation was right on when you said that this jury was likely to acquit, and they did. Where do you see this leading, and and what's your what's your parting thoughts? If 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 this were the end of a seminar or a speech or a day long training rather than a few minutes on the air with us, where would you? How would you sum this up? Well, what's clear to me is that we need to stop pretending that post-racial or colorblind ideology is a good thing that serves the intended goal of eliminating racism. Let's let's take that apart just a little bit. You know, we've hey, we've elected our first African American president. We are a post-racial society. Let's all say we're colorblind. Let's all contend that we don't see color. That's not the appropriate approach is what I hear you saying. Yeah, because the problem with that is that it removes all acknowledgement of societal structures of power and privilege that not only privilege certain people of certain skin colors over other people, but it also places the blame on people of color for their own marginalization and for their own oppression in society. You know, colorblind ideology is what ensured that George Zimmerman was acquitted because they weren't allowed to mention racism or racial profiling in the trial. They were banned from mentioning it in the trial. Colorblind ideology um, is what I see all the time in the people who are defending George Zimmerman's action. Colorblind ideology is not the solution, it's the problem. And so, you know, we see people all over the country taking to the streets, and, and I'm hoping that it's going to be a catalyst for a wider movement that looks at the, the criminal justice system as it exists right now. I would highly recommend that if there's any book that your listeners read in the next year, it's a book called The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, one that really unpacks what the problem is within our so-called justice system, because she really does a great job of explaining why colorblind ideology is so dangerous here. That's a, that's a discussion that I, I'm hoping you and I get to take up um at another time, because uh, Jamie Ut is is calling in um, today, and and you can learn more both at his blog changefromwithin.org or more about his good work, um, not only as as an activist but also an educator, a speaker, and a consultant on issues of social justice and diversity. Um, very wide swath and very well informed at jamieutt.com. So J A M I E U T T dot com. 
Jamie, as I mentioned, um, had a chance to teach at my son's school this past year, and I was so grateful that he took it on with everything else he was doing, flying across the country, working with other larger groups of kids. And and as I let on to, to listeners and to Jamie uh, recently, uh, Jordy woke up on Sunday morning yesterday to that uh, verdict, and all on his own, I saw him out there on the internet, and within minutes he said to me, Dad... There's a protest rally in City Park in Denver at 2 o'clock. I'd like to be there. And he was. He makes me proud as someone who is informed and socially active. And I attribute that in some no small part, really, to studying with you, Jamie, in this past year. Thank you for your good work, for your call today. Um, How else can people stay up and aware and what do people need to be thinking about as we have to wrap up here? Well, the last thing, I'll just say two last things to wrap up. One is I always encourage people to diversify the media that you consume. Try to consume the widest swath of media that you possibly can, and particularly when thinking about race issues, look for media that is um, created by and owned by people of color, because I think that is something that's really rare in the United States, and mm-hmm. that's and that's important. And then the other thing, the last thing that I'll say is, you know, this is Grateful Dad Radio Hour. A lot of conversations end up being about parenting, like you bringing in um, you know, Jordy into this, into this example. And I think one thing that's really important for your listeners to think about is that there is a privilege in this country that white parents of white children never have to consider in explaining to their kids, which is that um, parents of color who have kids of color have to sit down with their kids and carefully explain to them how to interact with police officers. And, and now, considering the Zimmerman trial, with any white person who could be armed, in a, in a matter that's going to save their life, because um, people of color in the United States are significantly more likely to be violently beaten or killed by police officers. Um, and, and so, you know, those are just the kinds of things that when thinking about the, these issues as parent, parents, it's really important to consider the privileges or lack thereof that we have. So important. And that, that privilege, um, I would say, does not go unnoticed in, in my instance, and yet I know it does. And I thank you for reminding me, for reminding my listeners and sharing with us today. Jamieet.com, that's J-A-M-I-E-U-T-T.com or changefromwithin.org. Jamie, thank you. And I hope you'll uh, be able to join me later this summer, early in the fall, to really drill down on a lot of the good work you're doing in your uh, consulting and your speaking and your blogging as well. Thanks for talking to us today on the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. Yeah, thank you for having me. Take care. When we come back, it's Ron Feingold and the acapella one-man comedy jam looping and laughing. This is the Grateful Dad Radio Hour on CastleRockRadio.com. Grateful Dad Radio Hour. Thanks to everybody for listening today. We kind of, in the first segment, combined uh, my moment of gratitude for justice, and I'm grateful to everyone for listening to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour today. I do encourage all of you to be grateful. Just ask yourself, what am I grateful for? Think about it. And if you're looking for a gratitude journal, go to my website, thegratefuldad.org slash shop, and you can get your copy of The Grateful Dad's Journal of Gratitude and start keeping a gratitude journal today. I also... Uh, kind of combine that with the Full Circle Fatherhood Report, and we got heavy talking a little bit about uh, 
this George Zimmerman verdict in the Trayvon Martin uh, killing case, and uh, we're going to make a 180 degree turn now. And and uh, here's here's what I need you to know, man. He's back. Ron Feingold is my guest today. He was here last on April Fool's Day. He's been on stage since the age of ten, and I wish he would have stayed on it. But no, he's, <laughs> he he got uh, his musical theater start in high school. He performed professionally in melodrama theater. He earned his private pilot's license today at age eighteen. Did you just fly in from Vegas? I did. Are your arms tired? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. I met Ron when he was a student at uh, Colorado State. University where he graduated Phi Beta Kappa and then I don't know how it happened that he followed the field I was in. He actually got a master's degree in guidance and counseling. As a performer, as a student, as a counselor, as a father, Ron has always loved to sing and he's going to start doing it any second if I don't end <laughs> this thing. And, and, and he also consistently makes folks laugh. So as a result, he's toured the U.S. from uh, coast to coast and, and north shore to south shore, performed in all of America's finest comedy clubs, colleges, and theaters. He did straight stand-up for about five years and then he de decided to stir things up a little bit and bring his love for acapella music to the comedy clubs. Hence, Ron Feingold's one-man acapella jam was born. Join us today. Ron's going to loop and laugh with us in advance of his homecoming shows at Looney's Comedy Club, uh, the Comedy Corner in Colorado Springs this Thursday through Saturday. So, Ron, welcome back to the Grateful Dead Radio Hour. Man, that was a handful right there. <laughs> I know. Very well done. Hi, Doug. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. Anything you need to catch us up on from, from last time? Anything you wish you'd said or want to add or, or correct from last time? Did I you just want to tell you that was that last interview was so deep and everything. I want to take Jamie's advice, and I want to say that I'm, I'm diversifying my media right now All right. as we speak. Okay. I'm watching CNN as you're interviewing me. Okay. I'm totally diversified at this moment. I'm I've doubling got, up. I've got Fox News on my iPad as well, so um, we're... Oh. Man, we're not diversified. You got Fox News on there? Yeah, man, because that's diversity for me. Okay. Any defining moments since I, since I saw you last? Uh, defining moments, yes. <laughs> I think, you know, decisions have been made in my life since the past time uh, I've talked to you. My wife has decided to go forward with a business, and uh, she's uh, getting into that food truck craze. Mm. And uh, are you familiar with this? It's kind of yeah. going crazy. I don't know why this food truck thing is happening. I don't know what's led to it or why it's become, but uh, we're jumping into the pool. So, what's the what's the theme? What's the cuisine? What's the food truck going to feature? You got good. a name yet? Yes, we do. It's called Laura's Lasagna. Mm. And we're, you know, you got to have a niche product. You oh, know, yeah. like the guys that sell lobster rolls uh -huh. are millionaires. Uh -huh. I think you can make a million dollars off of lobster rolls, but that's already taken. So we said, we got to find our own niche. And my wife makes a killer lasagna. So she's got three different types. She's got a great, uh, you know, dessert. And we're doing this thing called Food Truck Wars, September 14th. And, this is, uh, what What town are you guys based in? Uh, we're in Central Florida, let's say that. Okay. And, Laura's uh, Lasagna, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You in the Orlando hear, area. You heard it here first in the greater lasagna area. And when you ride around... <laughs> Is the greater Orlando area. There you go. When you ride around on the trucks, it's lasagna and laughs. So, uh, look, man, I've got plenty of questions, and okay. we can we can go back and forth. But I'm wondering if there's uh, an example. Last time we were on, yes. you told the story that I kind of uh, repeated just now that mm -hmm. you were doing typical stand up, and then you had a brainstorm. And not only is it well because it's unique. 
the acapella comedy took you to the next level and you went from opener to headliner. Uh, if people haven't heard this, uh, th- this double CD I'm holding in front of me, um, the comedy acapella of Ron Feingold, Back Too Dirty. And it's written on your dirty back here, which is very clever. And all I see on the back cover is your back. It's my back, yeah. Um, Thanks, if they haven't heard what you do and they haven't made it out to one of your shows, um, can you uh, yes. give us an example? yes. Please, uh, I took advantage of, of my surroundings and realized that everybody has to have a niche in, in any business. Yes. And if you have a niche in comedy, you have to make it your own. So I like uh, acapella music, the, the purity of the voice. And what I found um, is uh, that I can harmonize with myself. So on stage, I have this little thing called a looper. It's a little foot pedal and it can um, uh, record my voice and then it can start looping it and, and repeating it as I layer different vocals on top of it. So I can show you, I, I'll, I'll lay down a, a drum beat first and uh, do something like... So there it is, playing. Hold on, you're talking. You're no longer beatboxing. The drum beat is playing. And then I'll record on top of it. Just uh, looped on top of myself there, and you just heard a little bit of how that works. There's, there's one vocal at a time. There's a definite opportunity to uh, to, to to go dirty right now, and to, to 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 talk about how you're you're singing with yourself, you're playing with yourself. Okay, so I know I know that yes. kind of thing has already uh, been tried, but. Um, this has taken you far and wide, to be sure, yeah. and and. Um, I know that this is a, a PG thirteen show, sure. and and um, that that you know we're not dropping any f bombs. But I'm just curious: um, is there a song that you can perform mm-hmm. that'll kind of uh, introduce and take us toward the next break, and and okay. maybe some background? Are you, are you and, talking about uh, the the yodel song? Oh. Uh, should we do that? Yeah, um, let's or, or work out today. Okay, let's work out. Okay, well, um, this is something I do called the Impressions Medley. Very it's, nice. Uh, hopefully, uh, a bunch of people you'll recognize just by the sound of my voice. We'll start off slow and kind of work our way up. The Impressions Medley. That's not it. Okay, hold the, on. That's kind of the Impressions Medley coming your way. This is Ron Feingold on CastleRockRadio.com. studio with Neil Diamond. Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Kermit the Frog. Betty, Betty, who can I turn to? You're my favorite Betty I can hold on to. You 
You know I'm not like the others you've dated before. I don't eat eggs and bacon anymore. Cindy's laughing over there. <laughs> Baby, I got your number. Swine. Yep. Big, it'll change your number. 8675309. Eight, 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 I remember that one. 8675309. 8675309. Doug Kirtner, welcome to your studio, Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker? <laughs> Close on, Doug. I mean, I'm not serious. Oh. Keep holding. Can I leave my hat on? Take off your dress. Cindy. Yes, yes, yes. You can leave your hat on. You can leave your hat on. You can leave your hat on. Thank you very much. Don't go away. Joe Cocker, ladies and gentlemen, as channeled by Ron Feingold, it's the one-man acapella jam. So you started out doing impressions before yeah. you brought in the acapella. And, yeah. and, and where did that, I mean, do you remember the first impression mm-hmm. that you ever did? I mean, I, I picture you, I mean, even though you, you, you went to Air Academy High, didn't you? The very, very yeah. fine school, just, you know, 30 south miles of here, south yeah. of here, um, you know, and, and, you know, clearly a bright guy, Phi Beta Kappa hey, in college. You. you weren't, I mean, if you were the class clown, it wasn't necessarily the classic version of, um, I'm not a great student and I, I'm using comedy to make up for, right. you know, my grades or to keep me from getting, you know, Woody Allen always said that, I, you know, the reason he didn't get beat up as a nebbishy little Jewish kid <laughs> in the mean streets of New York was he was funny. Right. Where did the class clown come in and when did you start doing impressions? All right. Uh, the class clown came in immediately because of the exact same reasons, because I realized that I didn't have any other talents. I wasn't big and I wasn't going to get the girls by playing football. So uh, it's my sense of humor that's going to get me where I need to go in this life. And it also was I could make people laugh and, and get them off my case. Yeah. And, and that was an easy thing to do. But um, the other thing is that the impressions came from watching Taxi. It was watching Christopher Lloyd and going, ha, ha, ha. These pennywaves taste like shit. <laughs> you know, so um, it was it was watching TV and, and cartoons and watching Droopy the dog that made me mad, Mr. Dragon. Those Rocky, let me pull a rabbit out of the head. You know that kind of stuff. The st- the studio, TV. the studio just got. Uh, <laughs> more crowded with uh, all the uh, idiot characters we that, that came in here. Ron Feingold is our guest today. It's the Grateful Dad Radio Hour, acapella, and comedy. Stay tuned. There's more music coming your way on CastleRockRadio.com. Sugar Magnolia, blossom is blooming. That's all empty and I don't care. So my baby down by the river. 
Grateful Dad Radio Hour, and, and <laughs> what the I, hell just happened? I, I'm Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad, your host, and my guest today is Ron Feingold, comedy acapella. And look, man, I, I'm celebrating my birthday with Sir Paul McCartney next oh, month so in lucky. San Francisco. That's my awesome. first time ever. I need to see the last living Beatle. Mm. I saw Ringo once. I missed George and and John, unfortunately. But that was not an impression. Of Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney. No, who was... the hell was covering Live and Let Die? Have you never heard the Axl Rose version of Live and Let Die? The Guns N' Roses version? GNR does Paul. Are you serious? You've never seen that? Uh, wow, you've only, been living in a rock. Only uh, on the back of your album. Oh, yeah. There is a Guns N' Roses version that uh, is killer. Okay. And uh, Slash plays a killer uh, Wings tune. Okay, okay. And um, I highly recommend you YouTube that sometime because Axel does a pretty good job. And I used to close my show with it uh, like five, six years ago. Okay. And I can't do that anymore. It, it's, it's just going to waste your vocal cords. Yes. Well, my guest again, Ron Feingold, and you can find him at his website, ronfeingold.com. Um, you can also find him this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday playing Looney's Comedy Corner. It's it's you call mm -hmm. it your hometown comedy club because started there. You started there in in Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to be there. I think I'm going to catch the Saturday, probably the early show. Folks who want to go can Google it up and find out. But um, folks who have a 303 telephone nearby can give a call to the station line 303-565 operators are standing by that's 565-4311 hold on engineers are standing by and also um, might uh, be able to get your name and we'll put you on the guest list up to six folks who want to uh, enjoy some comedy acapella at Looney's in Colorado Springs that's 303-565-4311 565-4311 4311 in the 303 area code nice. are here to, uh, if, if, if you're able to call and uh, you want to see some good comedy at Looney's Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, um, I've got the comedian here and he can get <laughs> you on the guest list. Absolutely. So um, how about treating us to something else that folks might hear um, in mm -hmm. a typical show, um, probably sanitized for radio. Okay. Uh, Are um, we talking an innuendo kind of song? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, this kind of song is something that I usually dedicate to the younger gentlemen in the audience because if they follow the advice in this next song, they will have the happiest lady on the planet. Okay. Bar none, guaranteed. I don't tell them what it's about. I never say and point it out. I figure it's a very smart audience 
audience so they can oh, figure it well, out. Well, I've got this a is, very um, smart audience. Yeah. And let, let me just say that, I, you know, I'm a music fan and I like old timey music and I know what this is about. This is about the kind of thing that Jimmy Rogers did in his songs. This is what they do from mountaintops in Switzerland. It's simply that. <laughs> um, and, but, and, and so let me just offer yeah. uh, Ron Feingold and uh, Yodel in the Canyon on CastleRockRadio.com. Oop, that's not it. Hold on a second. Here we go. You ready to die? Her daddy was a rancher. Her mama milked a cow. So I wanted to romance her. I didn't know exactly how. My daddy said, if you want her to be your companion, you gotta go on down Yodel in the canyon. But I tasted her sweet lips, I couldn't look into her eyes I wanted to say something hip, but just got a little bit too tongue-tied She said, come on out tonight, you can hum to me on the spread And yodel in the canyon after daddy's gone to bed uh-huh. yeah, lady, everybody in the yodel, come on in Yodel-y, 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 yodel-y I can report, they're yodeling in the canyon over there well, I couldn't hold her liquor. She let me slip away. Her daddy, that chick kicker, kicked the shit out of me that day. But her mama come to my rescue. Well, she grabbed me by the ears. She said, yodel for me, boy, I haven't heard that song in years. Thank you. Oh my goodness, we haven't that had that much innuendo since the last time you Again, were. Again, that number is three zero three five six five four three one one. If you're interested in seeing, hearing, and experiencing, or complaining about that last song, <laughs> the, we'd love to hear it. The one man acapella jam, compliments of Ron Feingold. He'll be uh, playing. Uh, three nights, three Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Right. Five shows, two on Friday, two on Saturday. And the Thursday night warm-up show all at Looney's Comedy Corner in Colorado Springs. Give us a call if you want uh, guest list access, 303-565-4311. So, um, you know, maybe we ought to go there and, and just kind of talk about... Um, Comedy, a, a little intellectually, but uh, I, I don't know. That's, say we should go there and talk about yodeling. Yes, I'm sorry. well, that, I'm that's, with you now. that's my other my, I my you music were going show. There. Okay, I, 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 I think I've told you this story. You may remember this. Um, when we both met in Fort Collins, I worked um, in a very politically correct unit on yeah, the campus. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, political correctness was us. PC yeah. was the name of we our had unit. Multicultural training. We did indeed. I was providing it, and and good stuff. But I remember one time um, I dropped my. A business card in a fishbowl somewhere in Fort Collins, and I got 20 free tickets to the Comedy Works that was there in Fort Collins at the time. And of course, I brought all my coworkers, everybody from the Department of Political Correctness at the Colorado State University. Mm-hmm. We're all sitting in this section in the comedy club, and every time that any of the comedians, from from the MC to the the intro guy to the headliner, any time that they're jokes were anything in the realm of sexist, racist, homophobic, or promoted alcohol and drug usage, there was this like 
laugh void. Yeah. Right? Like this whole corner of the front section of the club just went completely silent mm-hmm. because we do not find that funny. Thank you very much. So, yeah. it's you the know, tightest group of people I can imagine. What makes something funny and 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 how do you draw the line? Where should the line be drawn? I mean, you come from the same background as I do and now you're out there making people laugh day in and day out. What What's the criteria you use? What are you thinking about? Where do you draw the line or where should it be drawn? I think the line should be drawn as far as the audience will take it. And uh-huh. it takes a comedian that's first and is able to assimilate that audience to make sure that you don't cross that line to get it to the point of being crude. Yeah. Because when you do cross that line, it's immediate that you know it. And it's immediate that you've dug yourself into a hole and you know it. And that you have to get yourself out of it somehow. <laughs> we can't remain in this hole. So um, I've been in that hole before. And I've been in front of audiences like you've described. <laughs> and they're, they're miserable things. But you have to know that going in. You know, I will know going after a joke is a, like a little litmus test. Yeah. You know, I throw little, you know, gems out there just to see how it's going like um can i uh, use another you i'll say something like uh um I'm, I'm sweating like a cucumber in a women's prison right now <laughs> and and if i get a kind of tempid audience <laughs> response or if i get groans i know what i'm dealing with yes. so i can throw that out there and figure out where the line is yeah and if i have crossed it then i can back up a little bit and we can play it a little safer and if the audience goes crazy i can extend the line over to the edge back to our uh, common training in in you know human yeah. and behavioral science you do a little needs assessment you walk in you float a couple of jokes you say it's a litmus test it's a it's advanced needs assessment <laughs> you know what this audience needs at any given time. I, I give everybody an MMPI before I go Got on it. stage. Got it. Okay. And then you, you crunch the data, you re- yes. generate the report. Everybody, I need your scan cards. Okay. And then I'll perform. And, and, uh, so, so you've had this happen before, though, where yeah. you've, you've crossed over the line. You've said yeah. something in, in, that clearly didn't fly. I called a Jewish woman who was not very old at all, but uh-huh. she was in her, you know, mid forties. Hey, she, I resemble that remark. <laughs> right. But she was a Yenta and I called her a Yenta during my show and she resented it. What? She came up, she was like, I don't appreciate you calling me a Yenta during your show. And I'm like, you coming up to me and complaining about it makes you even more of a Yenta. <laughs> so, um, I would never. I don't take it back, and you're proving my point even more. Thank you very much. Well and done. That's, that, that's that's happened. Well uh, done. Hold on. The first one that comes to mind. Yenta is a is a Yiddish term that's generically used for an old gossip. Okay, an mm-hmm. old gossip. So she saw it as derogatory. I in the guess context so. That I, I used guess it, so. so. Probably, like you say, the old part because the gossip was probably right on. Oh, t- well, okay. probably. Just you know, I said you know you brought your Yenta friend with you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and she, but I, you know, I, I clarified it by me being a Jewish man. I, I can, you know, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I'm talking to Ron Feingold. He's a a comedian, a a singer, a father, and an old friend. Um, Glad to have you in the studio. More music and conversation when we return. This is the Grateful Dad Radio Hour on CastleRockRadio.com. CastleRockRadio.com. I'm your host, Doug Gertner, the Grateful Dad, joined in the studio today by comedian and uh, 
acapella extraordinaire singer Ron Feingold. So, so um, it, it, we're talking about your upcoming show at Looney's Comedy Corner in Colorado Springs. Yes. We've still got six tickets to give away. 303-565-4311 if you're the first caller. Uh, you can get on the guest list for any of five shows on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night. Uh, coming week. right up this week. I'm so glad you're back home. Thank and you, sir. It's good to be get home. to see you live, and I'm glad to have you live in the studio. I just was kind of noticing, and this is going back a few years, so add to the list. Um, you've opened for the likes of Grand Funk Railroad, REO Speedwagon, Loverboy, plenty of well-known comics, and it kind of brings up the topic of close encounters of a celebrity mm-hmm. kind. Now, I know I can't compete with you, but um, I've, I've, I've got... Mine's some, not that great. I don't know. I've got some examples. Here's, here's one. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so we walk into a... Um, uh, an Italian restaurant in Ojai, California, you know, kind of north of LA where the, the rich and famous sure. get away to. And who's sitting at a table there but Ellen DeGeneres back when she was with Anne Heche, okay? Mm. So we're playing it cool. We order up spaghetti. Jordy is, you know, a year old. He's in a high chair. And you know, because you got two boys, you know what kids do with spaghetti or lasagna, like Laura's lasagna. See the truck in Orlando. Yeah. He covered his face, his body, and everything around him <laughs> in spaghetti and we're playing it cool out of the corner of our eye. We're watching the wonderful Ellen and the beautiful Anne and Ellen's beautiful too, uh-huh. having their dinner and they get up to leave first. And as they walk by us, Ellen DeGeneres looks at my son covered in his own spaghetti and says, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, yes, yes. I made Ellen DeGeneres laugh. So that's, awesome. um, that's my close encounter. That. Yes. That's awesome. Um, who's Paths have you crossed? I've met George Carlin, and that was one of the oh, highlights of my life. Late great. Yeah, he was about uh, six. It was about six or seven years before he passed. Okay. And um, he, it was a show in Orlando, and a friend of mine just kind of did something brilliant, and he met George Carlin in the '60s okay. and had a picture of it. Okay. So he put a picture of that on a piece of paper and sent it backstage, and like, I met you in the '60s. My friend over here loves you. He's a comic now, and can we get backstage and meet you real quick? And he was so cool about it. Oh, we nice. go backstage, and I turned in like. A three-year-old because I yes, was like yes. nervous and I was like going to throw up on myself and I was just, I was just stupid. I couldn't even talk. I, I just felt like an idiot afterwards. I'm like, what I'm do you idiot. say to your hero when you finally speak. get I, He's like, this guy must think I'm an idiot. Yeah. So um, anyway, that was George Carlin. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, is it your turn? I, I got some, man, but no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. You go next. Um, I thought we were going back. Um, Jimmy Walker, I, I went on tour with Jimmy Walker, and that Dino was just so real. And that's the thing, he doesn't like that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jimmy. He doesn't like that, and, no. and you cannot say that uh-huh. in front of him, and if you say that in front of him, <laughs> it, you just know not to say that in front of him, but he will sell the shirt that says another Dynamite Evening with Jimmy <sighs> J.J. Walker, and, and you know, that'll be 20 bucks. A little, um, a little yeah. confusing. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you somebody who doesn't like it. So my first brush with celebrity as I remember it, other than riding in an elevator with Joel Gray, maybe... Um, was Neil Sedaka, myself, in an, in, an, in an elevator. Thank you. Um, it, it wasn't so much a meeting as almost a beating, okay? I sneaked backstage. I was at a venue called Pine Knob, uh, an outdoor shed near Detroit. And I sneak. I was there to see Crosby, Stills, and Nash back in the Wind in the Water days. And I snuck backstage. I was good at that, I guess. And I snapped a picture of David Crosby. I can actually show you this blurry picture backstage of, D- of David Crosby. And a roadie walks up to me seconds later and says... You don't have a backstage pass. I can see that. So you better get the hell out of here because David's been known to punch out photographers. I'm like, okay, I do not need to get punched out by David Crosby, especially. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, who else? 
Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, Tommy Chong. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Chong. I came uh, down the mountain uh, from Vale. I drove Tommy Chong to Stapleton when it was ah. open. And um, I was just amazed because the, the bellhop took his son. His son was with us, too. And his son uh, had a snowboard. And the bellhop took it literally five feet and put it in the van. And he gave him 20 bucks. Uh-huh. And I was like a starving comedian at the yes. time. And I'm driving for <laughs> And I'm like... I just got 20 bucks for taking that thing five feet. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe this. You know, unfortunately, a lot of comedians are also bellhops, but <laughs> not my guest. Ron Feingold is with me today in the studio. We've been talking a little about close encounters of a, um, of the celebrity a, of a celebrity kind. And, oh my goodness, who should walk into the studio um, now? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake's hairy back as interpreted. Or, or That's my message to you today, Cindy. Shave your back. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ron Feingold is in the studio here at, at uh, the Grateful Dad Comedy Hour, I guess we should call it. Happy to be here. Headlining three nights at his hometown comedy club. That's uh, Looney's Comedy Corner in yeah. Colorado Springs. If you'd like to get on the guest list, give us a call. 303-565-4311. I'll be there for the early show on Saturday, unless dinner goes too long, and then I'll be at the late show. Who knows? <laughs> He'll show up lit up, so, heckling I, me. I know you're glad to be back in these parts because you're home, the family's here, um, and and you know visiting the 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 grandparents and, mm -hmm. and everybody's hanging out in Colorado. Um, I, I just remember a story you told one time and, and I really related to it having to do with um, naming our kids. You know, mm -hmm. when you guys found out you were pregnant, you were faced with the same thing that, that, that we were, how do you choose a name? And, and, you know, we were, we were trying to keep it in this realm of the name should start with the first letter of a deceased relative it's some kind of a jewish tradition we do that too yeah. yeah you know and and so okay you know there's my grandfather and maggie's grandfather that was kind of the logical place males and deceased so you know there's there's lewis is is you know louis was one papa and joseph uh was the other and we you know i just i wasn't gonna you know go with lewis or louis even though it's a good kind of retro name and then we started going through the other J names and it's like, I know Jesse's and I know John's and Jeremy's and Jason's. And, and I realized that anybody I knew in who had that name, somehow their energy, their aura, their, who they were was going to shine through in my kid. Or as I heard you say it, 
any name that you land on reminds you of some prick you knew in your past, so it was kind of <laughs> hard right. to name your kids. So, uh, so how'd that I'm go glad for you, you reminded guys? Reminded me of that because I don't remember saying that until now. Um, yeah, it's true. We uh, went on the internet. Uh-huh. Um, the first one, our first child was named after a DJ in Orlando. Okay, and it was, his name is Drew Garabo, and he's a great DJ in Orlando. And my wife and I both love him, and we thought Drew would be a great name. And my middle name is Andrew, but nobody calls me that. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't do the you know the junior thing. But the second child, we wanted to go unique. Yeah. And um, we used, by the way, as, as speaking of first letters of, of first names of deceased relatives, we did that with middle names. So okay. Drew, uh, his middle name is Gabriel, which is after my maternal, I'm sorry, my paternal grandmother who is, who's passed away. Her name is Gertrude. Yes. We didn't give him a, a man if we called <laughs> that kid, hate me. Uh, yeah. Drew yeah. Gertrude. Drew Gertrude, fine. I'll kill you, dad. <laughs> Just but, like um, a boy named yeah. Sue, right? So the se- my second child's name is Jace, uh-huh. J-A-C-E. And uh, I love that name. And yes. we saw it on the internet. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, let's, 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 I dig it. Done. Let's do it. And his middle name is Parker. And um, um, nobody was dead yet. So we killed my mother, my <laughs> wife's uh, grandmother. And then we had a name. <gasps> May she rest in peace. <laughs> no, uh, she was already dead. Um, it was Parker. <laughs> Uh, her, her name is Pearl. So we oh, called yes. him uh, That was my grandmother's Parker name. Final. May she Pearl? rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, I have her ashes in my living room, as a matter of fact. Very nice. Yes. What a boy. They're what in nice an urn, boy. okay? You're not in an cool. ashtray. You never cool. <laughs> you never right. Man, her matzo ball soup. No, she's not as good <laughs> yes. as uh, at Treasure Island at the deli. No, no, no. My grandmother's and her chopped liver, man. Mm. What am I, Chop Liver? You're listening to the Grateful Dad Radio Hour. It's CastleRockRadio.com. I've been delighted to have as my guest today Ron Feingold, the one-man acapella jam. He brings it to Looney's Comedy Corner in Colorado Springs this weekend. And uh, he's taking us out now with a little bit of what he does. Ron, I know you have a Grateful Dad. I know you have a uh, Grateful Dad t-shirt. I know you got a copy of the Defining Moments book. I'm going to leave you today with my gratitude journal. You have much to be grateful for. I'm grateful to having you in the studio today. Come on out and see Ron in Colorado Springs. Stay with us and join us on the air uh, next week on CastleRockRadio.com. Things are getting crazy in here. Take us out, Ron. Martinis and the bitches, man, the brother living it right. Snoop Dogg and the Rat Pack throwing it down. All right. So hey, remember, be grateful. Tonight. Thank you, Doug. I'm grateful for you. It's the D-O-D-O-D-O-Double-G. Some